Welcome to the Clappers. Carl Quinn, believe it or not, is here opposite me right now, ready to speak. Uh, hello, Andrew Young. Can I just say, Andrew, yep. reply all. Reply all yourself. How are you, Carl? <laughs> I'm good. Are you fit? Oh, I'm fit. That's bit good. fat. I'm, yeah, raring to go. Raring I'm, to go. I'm a bit concerned about my eyes. I think I might have to go and see the optimist. The optimist? Yeah, the glass is always half empty. <laughs> Someone said, man, you got to change your outlook. Go see The Optimist. You go to The Optimist and they get get you to put your head, your chin on that thing, gaze into those things, and then they say, look up. Look up. I know. It's... The future is beautiful, right? <laughs> so hopefully I can get that sorted out and start seeing this beautiful half-full glass that they put in front of me. Oh, lovely, lovely. Okay. <laughs> this episode, we're talking about the 2018 Archibald Prize and Le Tour de France. And we're going to take a trip up the escalator to the very top of Skyscraper. Oh, it's the elevator. It's the elevator. <laughs> so, I've been in Sydney. I went to the Archibald. Do you know about the Archibald Prize? I, I believe I do know a little about the Archibald Prize. Well, I tell you, I know a little about the Archibald Prize because I'm walking around the Archibald Prize thinking, there's a lot of famous people here. Like, the mm. last thing you want to see when you go anywhere is, well, me, is famous people. It's bad enough seeing them in real life, seeing them hung up on walls. But it turns out, I looked this up, the Archibald... I know where you're going with this. Is for, ...is for portraits of those men or women distinguished in art, letters, science, or politics. Yes. Now, I'd like to say... That includes the famous, I guess. I'd like to ask yeah, you, Andrew. Do ask. Andrew. Do ask. What was the portrait that won, mm-hmm. uh, and by whom? I and, love this portrait. And... How distinguished or otherwise was the subject Good on you, man. prior to the awarding of the prize? Good on you for asking that question. May I ask you a question before yes. I answer that question? Mm. Do you like portraits? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What, yeah, yeah. What, should, what do you think a good portrait should have? What should it do? What's its purpose? Well, I think... If you, if you if you want like the thumbnail sketch, your view, it your view. Should, well, I think it should capture a kind of essence mm-hmm. of the subject. It doesn't need to be a photorealist mm-hmm. likeness. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to conform to a particular style. Yep. Uh, although in the Archibald, it needs to be painted. It needs so to be painted. That, that, that is you know that is the one constraint. Yep. Uh, but other than that, I'd say so long as it, it captures something fundam- that seems fundamentally ah yes that's that's mm. it that's how I, I think agree. of. I agree. Uh, at home, there's a portrait of my wife on the wall, yep. painted by uh, one of the finalists of this year's mm-hmm. Archibald, uh, Sally Ross. Is your wife distinguished in art, letters, science, or politics? It wasn't painted for the Archibald. Uh, alas. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I would love to, she... I would be so happy if your wife was in the Archibald. Can, and I, and can I, I just say yeah. my wife is very, very distinguished in okay. our household okay. and uh, in, <laughs> okay. in several other households as well. All right, sure. Um, but... Uh, you could almost make a case, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's that's the point here. Mm-hmm. That the notion of distinction mm-hmm. is applied, I think, somewhat uh, liberally. I'm say. I'm it's pleased about that because for for me, yep. the, the the fewer the, celebrities. the fewer celebrities, yeah, yeah, yeah. the better, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. So, what I like in a portrait is when it reveals something about the sitter mm. that they may prefer to have left hidden. Indeed, yes. That's the thing that I really like about, about a portrait. And there, there is that famous portrait of Churchill that, that was burned 
uh, the third one, I think, that was burned after his death that never saw the light of day. Which and every, there was, I saw a little short film, or no, a normal size film about it. Everyone thought it was this great portrait, and it revealed something of the man that he didn't. You know, the great leaders love a hagiography rather than a portrait. And that was a plot line, I think, in the Crown, wasn't it? About the oh, portrait and the paint and the, oh, the burning of it. I think so, if okay. I remember. It okay. was the Crown, or was that, it? That maybe anyway, that's what whatever. I'm mixing yeah. up. So the tenth female only to win. The Archibald Prize for Which has been running for 11 years. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been running since the 20s, I think. It's right. been running for a while. Uh, five-time finalist. Unanimous decision by the judges. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Self-portrait in the style of George Lambert. Yvette Coppersmith. I love this portrait. Mm. And another thing, I'll, I'll, I'll expose even more ignorance here. Nothing I like exposing better than my own ignorance. Oh, thank God it was yours and not yeah. mine. But you know. They hang the portraits and then they judge them. <laughs> it sounds, of course they They hang do. them and then they judge so them. So the winner is not the in a big spotlit pride of right, place. Right. So it could be tucked, right. tucked away could be. down by the toilets. Yeah, exa- well, exactly. It's, it's, it, you, you, they just hang them and then they walk around. So the first person That's I saw... That's very interesting. The yeah. first person I saw was Virginia Trioli. Right. Okay, but it wasn't Virginia Trioli. It was a woman, uh, Sally Dowling SC, who I thought was Virginia Trioli, um, but <laughs> is not Virginia Trioli. Um, so Yvette Coppersmith's self-portrait, I absolutely love i found it austere despite the richness of fabric and color there was a defiant hint of menace in her eyes her she has this amazingly gaunt look and and heavy lids and it's it's a modernist style i, I thought of nora hasten but it could uh, this artist george lambert which she which she did in the style of a, a modernist artist from uh, the 30s i think um He's a dandy-looking fellow, if you check out his his portrait that was in the Archibald. I love it. I love the fact that she asked Jacinda Ardern to be her subject for the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, to be the subject of her portrait in this year's Archibald. And Jacinda is the Prime Minister of New Zealand, and so is probably a bit too busy for, for repeated sittings for, for a portrait. But she rang her up and congratulated her and said it was a far better portrait than it would have been if it had been she, which is very gracious of her. And I, I'm... So pleased that something wins a prize, and I think it's the best thing too. Really? Yeah, I it's a rare a, moment. I, it is. I walked around the room, so I saw a whole lot of things that, yeah, you know, some, some, some are great. You know, the, the I didn't the, the painting of the packing room. The yeah, you know, they have they have the packing. Yeah, room. which one? One. I'm it, thinking it was, it's Jimmy Barnes. It was. It was. It, it was. was Jimmy it Barnes, was right. Jimmy Barnes as a pugilist wrapping up his knuckles. It's sentimental and not not my type of thing, at all. What I did like was the portrait of Gladys Berejiklian. Am I pronouncing that correct? The New South Am Wales I, Prime, uh, pr- yeah, Premier. Yep, the Premier yes. of... of yes, I've, I've, got a, I've got the program here. I made a little X. <laughs> Gladys Berejiklian looks awkward and uncomfortable and very, like, it's brilliant. She's she's in a, uh, I, we would argue, but, but I would say royal blue dress, maybe more navy, maybe royal, sort of perched on the edge of her desk with her hands there kind of gripping it. And she looks like there was there could be a million places she would rather be, and it's great. I have a question for mm. you. Are they allowed to paint from a photograph? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps they are. 
perhaps. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, does, I'm sure I mean, does that are. feel yeah. legitimate to you uh, that they that they should be able to paint from a photograph, or do you feel that for a portrait to be really truthful, it needs to be a repeated sitting? No, no. I think in the past portraits they they do a sitting. Yeah. They take some photos. The person's very busy because they're a great yeah. man or a great woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honorable Chief Justice Susan Keifel. AC, same colour of dress was pointed out to me, sitting in a very strong, confident, commanding pose in front of her wall of books in her office, Mm. on a chair, leg crossed, looking very much in command of the situation, not at all disturbed and, and, you know, uncomfortable. It's it's one of the great things about a portrait exhibition is you get to see some people very easy with being with being painted and and maybe the repeated sittings. Others just (laughs) just don't want to be there are you a fan of portraiture Mm. generally Mm, I am am. so have you ever been to the National Portrait Gallery in Canberra not for a long time the last time I went to Canberra I went to the the, the main gallery and looked at those great pencils of John um, all John Brack stuff I love his stuff Um, there are no John Brack pencils in the National Portrait Gallery I think no Uh, no no that's what I'm saying he asked Mr. 2HB to sit down (laughs) but he wasn't available he was far too busy do you love those pencils do you love (laughs) his pencils they they make you feel happy and full of whimsy and that maybe the glass is half full after all no okay so anyway this is something that's going on for quite a while so so you've got plenty of time to go and see it I don't know is it October let me look at the front of this program September September 9 you have now if you want to go and see the Archibald Prize you'll have to pay you'll have to pay if you're a regular punter like myself $20 but if you use a certain bank's card (laughs) you get $2 off Luckily, I was a customer of that certain bank, so they are a sponsor of this, so you'll find out who they are. Now, the National Gallery, or the Art Gallery of New South Wales, like all art galleries, offer memberships. Members get in free, and I saw something. They've got one of those screens that rotate information, advertising different memberships. I saw something that I never in my entire life would see that filled me with such pleasure that I had to repeat it out loud over and over again. What was it? You can be a country member. <laughs> One of the all-time great gags. You can have a hold a country membership at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. It's up there in black sans serif type on a white background that flashes at you for as what long as it, you're what, in the queue. What are the actual words? What does it say? Country membership. All right. It doesn't say. It doesn't say you can be a country member. No, it does say. I do. I do remember. No, you you can hold a country membership, but because you can hold a country membership, (laughs) it allowed me to not only say to anybody who wanted to listen (laughs) that you could become a country member. It allowed me to do something even better at the front of the queue, the regular punters queue. I'm about to buy my ticket. Next to me is a forming queue of members okay now members at all these institutions they get to kind of skip the queue and get in so they're not used to there even being a membership queue because the man on the membership till he's gone to i don't know smoke his pipe or or or, you know use the facilities to the country (laughs) he's gone to the country and (laughs) the 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 elder of the two ladies at the front of the queue was very perturbed that the man at our till kept serving the regular punters and and she was uh, voicing her views on that. And I said, country member. I think she's a country member. <laughs> Which, again, gave me tremendous pleasure. And the man at the counter gave her short shrift. 
He said something like, Marius will be back just as soon as he can. You're just going to have to wait. And then Marius will deal with you when he arrives. It was fantastic. That gave me as much pleasure as the exhibition, I tell you. <laughs> and it will give you, gentle listener, the same amount of pleasure should you find yourself in Sydney at the Art Gallery of New South Wales to see the Archibald Prize. There are other prizes there. There's the Suleiman Prize, or the Suleiman Prize, and the Wynn Prize. The Wynn Prize is a landscape prize. Uh, for landscape and figurative sculpture. And the Sulman Prize, I'm, I'm not my thing. It's a lot of conceptual art. The winner of the Sulman Prize, a man called, or I'm, I'm, no, maybe not a man, someone called Kayleen Whiskey with a big canvas with Kayleen TV written on it. That was the winner of that prize. Not really for me. An untitled um, uh, painting by... Yukochi Napangati, an indigenous painter, was the winner of the Win Prize. And there's a lot of great stuff in that. There's one thing there, a sculpture, the name I can't remember, looks like four, well, maybe half a dozen pieces of twisted, melted metal, but it's timber. So right. timber that's been sculpted to look like like molten, twisted, it's fantastic. It's worth going. You get to see three lots of things and one of the best things, definitely, is as you're coming out in the corridor, is the kids portraits the Archibald for kids portraits there's one by James Camilleri nine called Norm the art teacher there's one by Haley Steele 17 called Sempre Miriam Sempre Latin for always you often hear it as in Sempre Fidelis always faithful who is okay so check it out okay can I can just I know you brushed mm. aside my reference to the National Portrait Gallery no 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 bring it back bring but it back I'm just bring it back say yeah please do it's a fantastic building yes. and a fantastic collection. Yep. And if you're, if anybody is mm. thinking of going, mm -hmm. make sure you do it quickly because the place, oh. it's only, what is it, a decade old, this building? Yeah. It's a beautiful what, what? piece of architecture. I was there in July mm. 2016 mm -hmm. when there were torrential rain rains in yep. Canberra. Like yep. I was there for my daughter was playing in a soccer tournament, right? Mm -hmm. And every game was a question of like, oh my God, can we play? Can we play? Oh, there's no field. It's all flooded. It was just a complete shambles. Mm -hmm. Like 600 teams playing. It was just a, it was a mess. Anyway, yeah. National Portrait Gallery during those storms leaked, mm -hmm. right? Big leaks. And then there was water Floods. lifting from the floor. Yeah. And like I say, this building is maybe a decade old. Beautiful yeah. piece of modernist architecture, flying concrete beams. Not particularly functional. It's seem. closing next year for renovations, for yeah. urgent renovations. Like, yeah, naturally. Deal, yeah. Good, well, this. good. So hurry up. If Mate, you want to check out the stop. National Portrait Gallery, stop. go quickly. I was going to stop on the way home <laughs> I'm from, from Sydney. I was going to stop, but <laughs> I would have gone. moment. Man, I'm gonna, I'll just go there next weekend or something like that. Uh, it it's will be closed from April to September in 2019. So okay, people. You've still got your chance. You heard it from Carl Quinn. Okay, so if you're in Sydney, Archibald. If you're in Canberra, National Portrait Gallery. Thank you. I want to talk about a movie that I went to see on the weekend yep. called Skyscraper. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this. It's no. It's kind of... Is it like Windpiercer? <laughs> Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. It's, no, Snowpiercer is a good film. Skyscraper is a hilarious film. Okay. Skyscraper is possibly the dumbest film I've seen in a very, very, very long time. And it would be up there with, you know, the top five cinema experiences I've had this year. That James Franco film was <laughs> dumber than that. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you talking the, what about? What was it? The one about the guy who made that film, uh, the, room. Yeah, the Room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
it's it, different, totally mm-hmm. different space. This is a Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh-huh. adventure movie, right? In which he's uh, he's a former uh, armed services guy who we meet at the very beginning of the film. He's involved in this house siege where a guy basically detonates himself, and as a result of this, The Rock loses. A leg, right? So flash forward 10 years later, he's now working as a private security consultant and he's got a job in Hong Kong and uh, he's basically looking after the security of what will be the world's tallest building. And uh, the second half of the building, which is above the 99th floor, is about to open. But before it can open, they need to run through a, a series of security checks for reasons that are not entirely clear, as is often the way in these kind of movies. There's a bunch of baddies want to want to foil it and you know turn it into a complete shambles. Not Alan Rickman, alas. Not Alan Rickman, but it, uh, not a million miles from that. A guy called Ronald Muller, who was in uh, a fantastic Danish movie called La- uh, Land of Mine that was uh, released, I think, two thousand and last year or the year before it was actually the danish uh entry and i think it made it made the um the nominees for the best foreign language film at the oscars a terrific film by the way anyway he's a he's like a former street tough this guy who in real life i mean yeah. ronald muller who has sort of reformed himself and become an actor but basically playing an adult version of a former street tough <laughs> So anyway, he's, he leads the bad guys, and he's sort of like the Alan Rickman character in this. There are definite shades of Die Hard. There are absolutely shades of Towering Inferno. And, God, I don't know what else is in this, but but you've got The Rock with his prosthetic leg. And in the first few minutes of the film, he gets involved in a fight to the death with one of the conspirators to you know take over and blow up this building. And... This guy knows because he also used to be in the in the army with with our mm. man. He knows that he's got a prosthetic leg. So as they're grappling, the first thing he does is he reaches for his leg and yanks it off. So you then have the sight of the rock hopping around on one leg, throwing punches, trying to stave off this guy who's trying to kill him. It is quite clearly just in the realm of the ridiculous mm. as mm. well as the heroic at the same time. Mm. So throughout the film this prosthetic leg becomes kind of a character in its own right. It gets used for all sorts of things, for jamming doors open. He clings to it, uses it as a weapon. There's a magnificent scene in which he uses a roll of of duct tape, which he's he's wrapped around his hands. Gaffer tape. Duct tape. Gaffer tape. Duct tape. They're different things. Yeah. Um. Gaffer tape has the the the, the weave, weave the fabric it. weave. Duct tape duct doesn't. Tape. Um, and it's the other way around. And, and anyway, <laughs> anyway, he's using the duct tape, which yes. is the wide format electric tape. He's using that <laughs> on his hands with the sticky yes. side out ah, yeah. to shimmy to along the side of the glass building. It's oh, man. magnificent. It is. So it this is, is a film where you, you all you're looking for is laughs and fun, absolutely, and pub absolutely. explosions yeah. and fights. And, it is. Yeah. It is like it is big budget, yeah. air headed cinema at its finest. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm slightly loath to to admit how it. much I enjoyed it and to recommend it. Oh, because, you shouldn't. Well, the thing is, the more the more people go to see films like this, the more people mm-hmm. will be. Restricted yeah. in their choices. These are the only kind of films that get made. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? I have to admit, it yes. was bloody good fun. Good stuff. It was rollicking good fun. <laughs>
So that's skyscraper. Yeah, go, Carl's Park not going to tell you. He's not going to tell you to go and see it. But I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Go, go and see Park it. Park your brain at home. Go Don't take the brain it. with you. Don't take your critical critical faculties. Well. Do take your. Duct tape because well, you, well, you yeah. just don't know yeah. where it might come yeah. in handy. Yeah, okay. Take it. Take your survival pack. <laughs> Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. But I'm just a glorified security guard, so what the hell do I know anyway? What's going on? The 96th floor is on fire. You're going to be just fine. I promise you that. No, 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 no! Daddy! Tell me, how much do you love your family? We're about halfway through Latour, and it's been a tragic one for Australians who love the sport of racing cycling, and you know why, don't you? Oh, poor old Richie. Yep. What's happened? Once again, on the ninth stage, he has once again broken his collarbone. Once again, Richie Port, we're talking about here. Yeah, Richie Port in the Rebay where, stage. Where was he at that point in time? He was 10 kilometres from the start of the race on a smooth part of road where there's no reason for anything strange or untoward to happen. But this was on the Rubay leg, which is the cobbled cobbled leg. Yeah, right. I'm one of those who think that this stage should not be in the Tour de France. Right. People specifically ride the Paris-Roubaix, which is a one-day race, which yeah. is on cobbles. It's very dangerous. It's very difficult. There's lots of crashes, and you can end your season riding in that race, and a lot of riders choose not to, especially your three-week Grand Tour riders. They don't want to be anywhere near something like that. They're, they're basing their career on winning a three-week race. So, okay, explain to me how that mm. plays out. If, if you're in the Tour... Yep. You have to ride it, don't you? Yeah, the stage. It's in the stage. Yeah. Like they've put the stage in the race. Yeah. You've got no you can't. So just if you drop. don't want to ride it, basically you can't ride the tour. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it has they've they've had rebellion before in, in the seventies and in other times. But I just think that It's been in for a while though, hasn't it? Now? No 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 no. No no no. No the the Paris Roubaix race, but I'm talking about the Roubaix. So the Roubaix as stage. as a stage it's, of the tour. It's not a regular has thing. it only just re entered no. this yeah. year? Yeah, I d I don't remember it being in at other times. Oh, okay. It okay. may have been in once in, in recent times, right, but right. it's not something that is like like the Alps or the Pyrenees yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Or, or time trials, which are regular yeah. things in this race. And it's just every rider of every single rider of note came off their bike in that race. Wow. Paul Roman Bardet got, had, to, had to stop five times for three punctures and two other mechanics, which lost him minutes. You know, it was, it was as predicted, it was cartilage. And that shouldn't be the thing that attracts people to watching a bicycle race. Watching oh, guys. Come on. No, no, no. It's really serious, man. You can, people die, uh, not often, thankfully, but people can get really injured. Look, Richie Port was in a position where he could well have won this race, though. In that first, when you w- say this race, you the mean tour this stage? Or you mean no, the entire race, tour? The whole thing. The where whole was he thing. sitting in the in the the, well, the leaderboard? Okay, unfortunately, he and Chris Froome, who everybody knows, uh, who has won the last four times, um, he and Froome were about fifth. Uh, both lost fifty seconds on stage one, but expected in the mountains to pick. That wasn't like anything anyone was worried about. Yeah. The worry for for people who were looking forward to seeing maybe Richie. Get it? Because remember, he's ridden for the for Wiggins and Froome, the last winners of this race. He was their their right hand man. He helped them win that race, and and I, like others, am concerned that he left maybe his best years with those guys. And so there was a lot of energy you know, yeah, yeah. For, for Richie. His teammate Greg Van Avermaet had been in the yellow jersey all that previous week, right? The first nine stages, Greg Van Avermaet. Now, 
This team should have one leader, and that's Richie Port. And I don't like to see riders racing to protect another rider who is no way going to keep that jersey once it gets into the mountains. And there's this other rider, TJ Van Gineren, who sorry, TJ Van Garderen, who has done nothing and considers himself like some kind of co-leader and talks himself up as some kind. And you just can't have this in a team which has one realistic winner. You've, you've got to... Does it sound, sound like there's a bit of a problem with the way that team is being managed? It, it does to me. Now, the thing is, to, be, to give them the benefit of the doubt, as happens in this sport, bizarrely, this team, BMC, have no sponsor for next year. So Richie Port, not wanting to be... Uh, signed up with Trek Segafredo for two years from next year, okay? Um... Van, so is he being frozen out a little bit? Well, no. What I think they've done is they've said, look, we've got the yellow jersey. We should do our best to keep it so we can woo a sponsor because nothing right, woos a sponsor right, right, right. better than a yellow jersey, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then once this Roubaix stage is done, we'll put all our men back on top for Richie and this is our plan. So to me, I, was, I just don't think it's good. And now Sky have Froome and the guy who's leading the race right now at stage 11 is... Um, Geraint Thomas, strong rider, who's talking about himself as a leader, which is bizarre because you know what Sky are like. It's a one-man shop Garrett there. Geraint Thomas sounds awfully like a Welsh name to me. Yes, but he, he sounds – he's a Welshman, look you, but he speaks in an English accent. Right. And he's a strong rider if you've seen him down here at the Two Down Under. He's winning. He's 20 seconds ahead of Dumoulin and Froome. Okay, so it'll be very interesting to see what Sky does. I, th- I'm not sure. Did Sky have him in? We need to have someone in in case Froome is not allowed, because as everybody knows, there's been this this cloud hanging over Froome and this excessive million times the recommended dose of Ventolin, and it was only just before the tour that he was kind of cleared to race in it. So they might have had Thomas like we're going to you're going to we're going to have you ready because. You know, one thing that ruined Richie's tour uh, four years ago or so was that he rode the 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 Giro, and uh, f- uh, and you know f- used up all his energy he was on exhausted. that. Yeah, he was exhausted. Then he had to ride the the tour because Froome um, crashed out. I think so. It's very unfortunate for Richie. It's, it's very unfortunate for BMC. They don't have a sponsor and they haven't got a rider now, <laughs> so they're just going to be pedaling around for the next. You know, eleven days. I don't know what they're going to do. Looks like Sky are back. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's still. I know people are finding it boring because of Freeman. So is there, still an exciting race for it, me? Is there an Australian angle to this at this point in time, or M- Mitchelton Scott? Uh, Mitchelton Scott uh, have have some great riders who are not not Grand uh, GC contend general classification yep. contenders. Um, there's 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 plenty of Australian riders in in the race, um, and, and I mean Simon Gerrans was there. Uh, is still still racing with um, Richie Port's team BMC. Well, you know we'll just have to we'll just have to see what happens, and we will. You know we do have another half a race to go, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But yeah, very sad for for Richie Port. That's it from this episode of the Clappers. We'll be back. Well, you know it. You will be. You'll be back. I'll be back. You'll be here at the same time as me. We'll both be here together, right? Reply all. Reply both all. Distinguished in art, letters, science, and politics. <laughs> Carl Quinn, Andrew Young. Come and paint us. <laughs> <laughs>